Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Bone Cave. Uh, Brian Maiman here, and I am happy to say I have Brian Martin with me. Brian Mountain Man Martin, hashtag 393 Brad Dana. And I don't know if Cactus Man would be a good name for me, but I'm not going with that. Okay, because Sasquatch. Cactus Man is because of your cactus in the desert. Yeah, the desert. I get the Cactus Man in a minute. But the Sasquatch, the only place that is, is some of our guys, because of the big beard and the size of me, um, there's been comments about me being Sasquatch because I'm, you know, 6'4", 195. It could be worse. I'd way rather be called Sasquatch than Squatch. All right, and then and then to my left is Bleep, and now you know why we have Bleep's name, right in in unison, that and then Bleep. All right, perfect. they're like oxymorons. Bleep, thanks for joining us today and keeping us on the air. We appreciate it. And there, if there's things that when we're talking all of a sudden, and then there's nothing, and you go, there's a word missing. Well, that's not that bad. That, that's because uh, that's most that's, of our audience is 18 or older. They can handle that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Um, so we are going to talk about the Canadian border reopening and some of the issues that it's... There's, uh, and there's lots of that stuff that I just talked about up there in Canada. Yeah. Well, here's the reality about Canada. It's so funny because I talked to uh, <laughs> one of the outfitters today. He calls me. And I don't, I don't have personal... Real, I, have a, I personally know all the outfitters. I don't have a strong personal relationship with every single one. There's, there's an outfitter that him and I are really good friends. And he called today, and uh, Aaron, and, and he's like, how's it going, brother? And I said, it's going good. I go, how are you doing? He goes, I'm pulling my hair out. And I go, yeah, no, things are peaches, creams, roses, and dreams here, no problem. Um, and he starts, and I said, now that Canada opened, it's just not even an issue because we have no outfitter discrepancies. We have no outfitters fighting to find guides. We have no outfitters that want more money. We have no outfitters that need more hunters because they were going to all be triple booked out, but we knew they wouldn't be because people were going to still be scared and not want to travel. And now they're, they're going, well, I have holes and I need cash flow and send it. And then we have hunters going, well, I want to go, but this is ridiculous to get across the border. And then they're going, hey, but also I want to let you know that uh, I, want, I don't think we should have to do, deposit all our stuff. So we're just playing referee here. I, you know, for, for me right now, I feel like I have white stripes on in the morning when I walk in and a whistle. And I just get to uh, deal with hunters, and which I have no but problem But you know what's with. cool is that hunters have kind of a, a person that helps go to bat for them, and outfitters have somebody that kind of goes to bat for them. It's kind of nice, actually. Yeah, we, we, we are. You're right. And, and that's, that's what we do. That's why I was talking I, about their wives. It, no. Um, <laughs> so not, that's I know. honestly I mean, what we do. We're you know, I mean, okay, if you were a third party looking at this, um, what's fair? How do we do this, guys? Um, right? Because otherwise, you know, I mean, there's some weird stuff. I mean, the Canadian outfitters, well, there's a, they actually booked a, a bunch of, There's right. actually people aren't going to really know what's going to happen when they land. 
there's not like a, a, a manual for how is the Canadian Border Services going to be handling hunters when they land. And you don't know if they're going to strike or have problems. I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, there's, it's, it's just a crazy time we're living in. Um, and but most of it's not necessary. Right. It, it, honestly, so here's what I told him today. I said if everybody would just quit listening to the news and go with that the border is opening and that we can go in there and, and get um, what we need to get done, um, then we're going we're gonna to be in great shape. You know what I'm saying? And so I, think it's, so I think today's podcast, just so everybody knows, we would like to just explain some of the things from our perspective, what we're understanding, what we're seeing. So even if you didn't book a hunt with us and you listen to us and, and you say, man, this is value, we want to bring value to you today and let you know where we're at with all this, what's happening, what we're communicating on a daily basis, and uh, what we're hearing from the outfitters. Brian, right before we started, you said the number one thing I had uh, uh, wrote down about what's happening with outfitters is they are having a problem getting their guides and staff. Yes, guides right. and staff. They they are so. Why don't you explain what's happening there? I think well your because because right really now good. British Columbia specifically is is where obviously, but they probably take the most amount of non-resident hunters in, in Canada outside of Alberta. Um, Alberta is easier because you don't have to have, I, I hate to say you don't have to have the skill level of guiding, but it's kind of true. Well, it's you less, have a, you, you less have a, mountain hunting. Most of your Alberta stuff. outfitters, less involved. Less involved, most, uh, most yeah. of your Alf Alberta outfitters are hunting some private land if they're not in the extreme sides of the province, like the extreme north or the west. And so they're hunting a lot of private land. Totally different to take a guy Alberta well, mule deer hunting well, they're than also, it is to take them mountain goat hunting in northern BC. And a lot of your best guides in Alberta are farmers and ranchers and people that live in the community and they can take a week off here or three weeks off here when you get a flying operation you need a guy that can come for one two three months and so and bc has been taking a lot of kiwis which are new zealanders and um, guys from the u.s and then the oil business in, in in canada has been slower but right now it's kind of start picking up we call it the oil patch up there in canada and so that's picked up so a lot of the guys went back to 300 to 500 a day jobs which you know, which is more than they would usually make guiding, uh, other than the fact that they don't spend money when they're guiding, and they get tips. But in general, they're so they, and and they've given commit commitments to employers. Right. So a lot of them are going to have to take leave of absence. Some of them took new jobs. So that part is an issue. Um, so and they've been unemployed for a long time. Some of or them. Well, most of these guys are fairly ambitious, and they're, they're a lot of them are welders, or they're going to the like we saw the oil patch and doing something there. But that a lot of these guys would work overseas when they could, not lots, but a few. And, and the overseas market has been down. You know, I know a guy that used to do a lot of work in, in Australia and other parts of the Middle East doing stuff with the oil rigs. And he said he hasn't traveled for a year and a half, so he, he got another type of a job in British Columbia. So, yeah, so there's a lot of shakeups with everything. Uh, the tourism business is obviously upside down up there. Um, the outfitters are, I mean, happy but stressed out. So, I, I mean, I would say one of the first things right now I would do is if you're going on a fly-in hunt in British Columbia or like a Yukon or Northwest Territories, get there a couple of days early because if you miss your chartered flight that the outfitter schedule is going to be expensive. If you're doing a hunt where the outfitter can pick you up at the airport, not a big deal, I guess, if you're a day later, so it's not going to be the end of the world. But, yeah, so right now I would say get up there a day or two early, get a hotel, and it's better to, you know, wait in case they make you wait versus just going to the field um, but because you don't want to lose any hunting days. These hunts are expensive and... Uh, and, and, and the flights are expensive, even miss a flight. So we don't know what's going to happen. I assume it won't be as bad as people think. Um, most people that are vaccinated, I, they say, you know, you, you're, you don't have to quarantine, but I still think they want a, you know, a negative test. So, well, Brian, are you going to get quarantined? Are you going to get vaccinated now? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve the right to make that decision later. <laughs> um, so, 
So as effective August 9th, American citizens and permanent residents in the United States who currently reside in the U.S. or who meet specific criteria to fully as uh, 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 to qualify as a fully vaccinated by September 7th intended to start date at the foreign nationals who qualify as fully vaccinated. So three-night hotel stopover requirements will be eliminated for travelers arriving by air at 12.01 a.m. EDT on August 9th. There's a website that explains all this. It's called Travel dot gc dot ca um thought it would be good for you go ahead i'm sorry also if you get a copy of the latest the first no boundaries newspaper in your column brian where you wrote from the bone cave yep there's a qr code listed there that takes you to a page that has all of those regulations on it i think it's this one isn't it it looks exactly like yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. anyway so and and I'm, I'm glad you bring that up bleep um, if you don't have our uh, newspaper, okay, and you want one, go ahead and email us at info at rollingbonesoutfitters.com and just give us the address. We'll send you one our cost. Um, love to our members get it, and it would be great for you to see what they're getting. Um, it is a newspaper. Every two months it goes out, and it gives you everything that's going on in the hunting industry um, and great tips, tactics, and value. Service access, value, and education, right? Mm -hmm. That's our approach with it. And it's a great point, but all this stuff is in there. And um, and if you want that, send it to us. But I think this this is pretty comprehensive. I I'm ninety percent sure this is the one you give me. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think it looks exactly the same. And <laughs> yeah, might also mention to people listening, whenever they're listening, that we're recording this the first of first part of August in 2021. So. The opening was scheduled for a few days from right now. So by the time you listen to this, it's probably already been open after August 9th. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, but this will still be resourceful. It's still and applicable exactly. to anybody going yeah. to Canada this fall. Yeah. Right, correct. So, but by it, then, there will be some postings different places on, online and people that have had good experiences or bad experiences and everything else. You're just going to have to be flexible. And, um, you know, and do the normal things. Make sure you have your 4457 from the U.S. for your gun. You can go online and go to, there's a, we call it the police and firearms And I've site. never had a problem right when I landed. I've never done it. I've never done it before. I just do it when I tell, land. Tell everybody what a 4457 well, is. A 4457 is $25 shakedown by the Canadian government. No, it's free. No, no, it's 44, free. Oh, it's on, it's 44, on, I'm sorry. It's I got free. It's on the South, it's yeah, on yeah. the American, the South Dakota, it's on the South Dakota side. Yeah. It's no, actually no, not no. the South Dakota side. No. But you got to get it from a customs office. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to get your gun back in. And that's just so a I documentation. Yeah. And the one in Canada, if you want to speed it up, you can go online. And print it out and fill it out. Right. And then when you get there, sign it. They want you to see it. And if you do person. that, yeah. you need to fill it out on a, it's not an eight and a half by 11, it's the 11 by 17 sheet. Legal form. So it's yeah. I mean, really, you can just really do it when just you get do it there. When you get there, it's 25. Just pull out your form 4457, exactly. which has all your stuff on they it. They tell you you need to bring Canadian cash, but they take your credit card up no, there. No, it's take, easier. Yeah, it's, yeah, easier, it's easier to, to just card. do your credit card. And you card. have a receipt for it. And then what I always do is I keep a file folder on that, just a little tip. I take the receipt that I paid that has that in there. I throw it right in there to show I paid it with the stamp paperwork. And by the way, the other thing is, if you forget your 4473 or whatever, 4457, 40, 40, if you forget that, but you have a stamped copy of that you, your, brought it um, in. that you brought it in with your receipt that you paid 50 bucks, and you go, how did I get this if it wasn't mine? 90% of the time, I, I've had zero if issues. You don't, yeah, if, if, if it's you a don't reasonable want to forget guy, it. Yeah. And, no, yeah. but when you're foreign, if you're flying overseas, that won't work. But generally you in don't Canada, get that shit in uh, Russia. Well, like, Plentywood, Montana, they're like, 
you don't you don't need a forty four fifty seven. You're coming back through here. We don't give a you know. I mean, wherever. I mean, so some some places are better. Driving than is not as critical as flying. So the other thing is, I have to tell you, is that well, the last time we stopped and we flew in, they didn't even look at my shit. Depends. United States government. Um, so well, do right. They didn't. They did not. They, they, we, threw it on the, we walked in and we threw second. it on the conveyor belt and off we went. The Sasquatch is more common these days, so not, it wasn't any red flag. <laughs> that was super nice, though. That was super convenient when yeah. we got into Phoenix. So, so the other thing that I'm hearing is lack of time to get all the materials and needs because they didn't give them a lot of time. And to get groceries, to fix harnesses, to well, get thank God for sip. Costco. Well, uh, most of the good outfitters have all that stuff ready. I mean, really, really, they just need fresh food and a little bit of Mountain House because most of the stuff usually you repair that stuff at the end of the previous season. So the end of the of main which previous season, there was none. Was nineteen. <laughs> so in theory, they shouldn't have broken anything between no, now I and understand. then. I understand. I'm just telling you what we're hearing. Oh, yeah. They're going. We're scrambling. Well, a lot of outfitters wait until last minute, Larry. Anyway, <laughs> right? exactly. So and and they were not anticipating this. Most outfitters are thinking. I think they. I think they were thinking they might not have a season. I think there was more and more Canadian outfitters that thinking this is going to be a no go. So if if you're a hunter, that's why they started taking so so many Canadians. So if you're a hunter going north on a backpack hunt, throwing a few mountain houses, (coughs) throwing some jerky, even though you're not supposed to take beef across the line, take a little bit if you want. Um, You know, make sure if you got a good gun scabbard, take that with you. You know, if you have uh, saddlebags, whatever, take that with you if you're going on a horseback. And those are all things I would recommend guys do anyway because, unfortunately, a lot of outfitters don't have really nice saddlebags and gun scabbards. So if you got a nice custom gun, take that stuff with you. Yeah, make sure you have a scabbard that fits. Take your own. A lot of times take your own tent. If you're going on a backpack hunt, take a one-man tent. So th- there, there are some points for you, but they, the aviation right now, the other thing I'm hearing is. Oh, my gosh, they're, disaster. They're, they're all trying to fly now. They all, they all want to fly, getting a pilot, getting well, Spirit Airlines, American Airlines, they've no, canceled. Talk, but I'm talking oh. about the local ones up there. Think of what's happening right now. They're oh. all getting these hunters. They're all oh, going, yeah. and they're like, I got to get into this camp. I got to get materials. I haven't checked on this camp in a year and a half. I got to fly out to this place. And they're having smoke issues. They're having significant There's smoke issues. There's big fires in southern and central southern BC. BC, and it's on fire. And One of my friends sick. canceled his hunt, and he lives there because he didn't want I mean, he wanted to make sure his farm and ranch is in good shape so he can put out fires if he they get bigger, close. He'd get bigger fish to fry, so to speak. Yeah, he doesn't want to lose his property. Yeah, no, I get it. No, so it's crazy. The, so it, the it's local a different aviation. type of COVID. It's called yep. firevid. And But these guys are scrambling. So if you're going in there, you, I, I would give them some liberty. You know what I'm saying? Just give them a little bit. Well, the other bit thing is take, on, take your own optics. with a re- If you got an extra pair of binoculars and for sure your spine scope and tripod, because you may end up getting a guide who's a little younger, may not have a, the, the best optics. So I would say take your take some optics. It's a really good, uh, really good idea. You just don't know who you're going to get. I mean, unfortunately, you may not get a, a world class guide. If it's a, if it's a outfitter's first hunt, you might just a warm body that knows how to hunt, but may not be professional in this. And so you got to kind of take some stuff to kind of help cover things. Yeah, I'm just assuming. I assume the worst, and then that way, when you get there, it's kind of like taking a first aid kit and not breaking your leg. Right, it's a good thing. So nobody has more stuff in their backpack than Brian Martin, just so you know. I mean, if you break a... Not useful stuff. Most all my stuff has a purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if when my Kefaro, I'm like, oh, my, my, my belt loops are... Oh, I got another one. I got I said, Kifaro, but those, no, no, you got a those stone buckles, glacier. No, 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 no big deal. Here you go. Take, those take buckles for the Kefaro ones were different back then. No, I know. They were proprietary or whatever. You couldn't... Nobody, no other pack company used them. 
Yeah, but Brian Martin has oh, one I in have his some. pack. I think the other thing the outfitters are struggling with now is the same thing you're struggling with as a hunter. The same thing we all are struggling Mental with. Mental fortitude? Is the unknown. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen, how this is going to roll. Mental frustrations kind yep, of it's just unknowns. You know, and that's what scares most people from even like. It's kind of like noodling for a catfish. You might get a snapping turtle, you might get a catfish. Well, here's the neat thing, though. Those animals are going to be one year unmolested and bigger. How cool is well, that? Well, there's if grizzlies out right there now. that like molesting shit year round. So who knows? Well, yeah, but, but, but not in the molesting in the normal but, type of a way. But in theory, you're going to have bigger sheep, bigger moose, bigger elk, bigger deer, because last year's trophies didn't get harvested. That's yeah. cool. That's super cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I was going in right now, which I could almost have been, had things fallen in my lap better. But wouldn't the local Canadian hunters have been up there? Yeah, but a lot of the places don't have access to them. Like the Yukon people only have so many hunters, and the NWT guys almost have no resident hunters. So that's different. Now there are true some of the BC residents hit it, hit areas fairly hard, um, knowing. But BC probably has the highest hunting pressure. Um, because there's a lot well, of sheep. Well, Alberta does it probably, makes, but, makes I, but yeah. in general for the sheep, both Alberta and BC have pretty good pressure. Right. And, and the residents know that the outfitters weren't out there, so they, 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 they put in extra long hunts and did extra, you know, did whatever they could to make sure they got as, much, as, much animal, as many animals hunted as they could while there was no outfitter out there. It was, zoo get, it was a zoo so last year. So I think year. a lot of them, I think this year it's going to be a little bit of a zoo too. They're unknown. The other thing I will tell you the outfitter wasn't anticipating, but we called it here, is that there is a whiplash to this. And there is a, all, a lot of the outfitters we talked to, like, no, we're going to have, we're booked out for four we'll years. Nope, we'll be booked for three we'll years for now. three years. And now everybody's got openings. Four or five calls. I'm wide open for 2021. You know I had people back out. Nobody's wanting to get the COVID. A lot of my clients won't come. Well, they already booked other things. They're doctors. Exactly. Attorneys. They got, they got like professional things booked for two months. Yep, for two years. Uh, two months even. Most guys oh. have a hard time planning in, in less than a two year. That's why if you have a true cancellation type hunter, those guys are really rare. I mean, a guy who can come on week or two notice is rare, very rare. Even a guy that can come on a week's no a month's notice. So guys were getting frustrated and they're booking other trips. They're doing stuff in Alaska. Well, they thought the same. They thought the same thing as the Canadian outfitters. This it's not going to happen this year. So I got to get Plan C. Because I've already burned plan A and plan but, B. But luckily, honestly, if, if a lot of the outfitters were maxed out, I don't think they would have the guide staff. Well, yeah. No, I don't think so because well, you're it's, right. it's like going to eat at Legends right now. I mean, there's eight empty well, tables, but they just don't have enough people to seat you. Yeah, it, it's this year the rally in Spearfish and the Black Hills. Gonna be, they said between 1.2 and 1.4 million people. And this is the week before or four days before. I, I, I promise you it's going to be big because we can Your service is not going to be good. You're going to have to be well, scraping your plate. we got a lot of people that are, Washing your dishes. The steerfish that we go to all the time, they've cut their hours. We're opening at 3 o'clock. We can't be staffed all day. We don't know what to do because we have to staff for when we are busy our highest time. They, they should have gone yeah. down the border and recruited some of those free recruits coming across. Mm, yeah, Biden didn't get them anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't speak that. English, but they can dishwash. Yeah, but you don't need English all the time to get around. You know? No, no, for servers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd be some good packers. They can just jump right across the No, it's going to be a border. tough thing. It, it will be interesting. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is going on essentially right now. It's a week before, but anymore in 2021. It happens for two to three the weeks COVID now. COVID carnival. And this is the 80th anniversary, so that's what Brian's talking about. It's the 80th of, this year? town of 5,000 people. Isn't Sturgis about 5,000 people? Yeah, yeah, five thousand people. They will 
they will have a million to a million four visitors they're talking about. Well, like about. I was telling my brother, because he's out here with his Harley and his brother. Is it really that many? Oh, yeah. But, but here's, the, here's the reality. They, they go, oh, uh, what, 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 you guys should all be happy. We are. But the reason the death toll is so high is because the, the, there's a population mass of 220,000 people in the entire Black Hills, the 87-mile you know, deep mm -hmm. mountain range. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you add... The, you need the infrastructure of a city of 1.6 million right. if 1.4 million show up. Our roads aren't built for it. Our right. stoplights aren't built for it. Our right. on-ramps aren't built for it. Nothing's built no, that's for why, that. No, that's why all the on-ramps and exit ramps around here on the interstates have been redone because they had to do the curly cues because the traffic would back up and be, on, they'd be stopped on the interstate. You know, So they've tried but, to... But on the other hand, I think the authorities are pretty used to it now having done it for a few years. I think they bring they're, in people from out of state, don't they? Oh, gosh, yeah. There's, ton, there's cops. They're, they're, they're the police officers, they have game wardens that are police officers during this week. I mean, yeah. they have everything. It's just yeah. crazy. National the university, the university kicks everybody out of the dorm, shuts the dorms down, even for the local resident, and says, okay, this is just for the state troopers. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The state well, troopers stay and, here? And, yeah. the, and the apartments. The state, the, uh, I'm sorry, the state apartments. apartments too, yeah. yeah, dorms and the apartments, the BH, the university, all that stuff is full from cops. And they go to Canada. <laughs> And they go to Canada. They get out of Dodge. Yeah. So anyway, but but the reason I tell you that is because that's kind of, uh, I guess it's a, a good, Canada, our outfitters, I feel bad for them because there's yeah. going to be a backlash. Here. But the nice thing is, though, most of them are, are going to save their season. Yeah. They're yes. going to lose one hunt. And a lot of the guys that had Canadian guys booked, cramming them in from, you know, either in, yep. in middle of July week. and NWT. Yeah, we got one right so, now so, on a stone sheep hunt. Okay, get your ass in here. Get this stone sheep killed. We got real clients coming. And then they can. Some of the guys that had a Canadian outfitters can fill them in some of the voids where the Americans didn't want to come up. Yeah. So, you know what? It'll just be interesting. My tip for you this week would be... Um, be flexible. Yeah, be flexible. That's exactly right. Be fluid, man. I, I understand you spend Not a lot of money fluid, on a hunt. Not gender fluid, but fluid. Yeah, and I understand you spend a lot of money on a hunt. But listen... Put yourself in their shoes before you lose your lid. Unprecedented times. Give us a call if you have an issue. If you're one of our, if you're one of our hunters traveling in, and there's a bump, just give us a call. Be safe, be healthy, and have fun, man. Yeah. No, no, no airport just, rage, no. road rage. Well, you I've airport. actually heard that the airlines have had an unusual high amount of oh, like pissed sure. off passengers and yeah. people like snapping. Well, I mean, it's just well. Crazy. They're just they're, they're having all kinds of problems too. I mean, my last flight that I booked, I I I lost seats because they couldn't get me called back. In I mean, it was just I, there were days that went by that I didn't get a call back. It's yeah, crazy. and you have an unusual. Yeah, you have a uh, Did people you not are more get seats on that plane. I got seats finally, but I didn't get the seats I wanted because they. You know why? Jason, who I was booking the ticket for with us. Didn't have. First of all, they wouldn't do a they wouldn't do a companion ticket, which was a pain in my butt. Second of all, he didn't have an, a frequent flyer number, so they wouldn't let him. They, I, and I had to he wait. Couldn't assign you to your agenda. Yeah, but you know. So and I didn't I didn't know that. And uh, so anyway, yeah, because I was going to buy uh, first class. I think first class to start with was sixty four bucks from the first leg. You know, I'd have bought that, and uh, I ended up. Yeah, having trouble oh. getting the seats I wanted. Even it would be a lot easier to get socks for female. I mean, uh, seats for female soccer in the NBA right now than it will be get first class seats on an airline. <laughs> the other thing I would tell <laughs> you, they'll be giving that stuff away. The other thing I would tell you, as you're listening, is if you have any questions and go, you know what, um, uh, I want to go to Canada. I want to go in years in the future. We have th there's a lot of value 
in a mountain combo hunt that British Columbia, the Northwest Territories, and the Yukon can offer. And I would go ahead and get a hold of us and just go over to rollingbones.com, check out some of those combo hunts that we've established with the outfitters that we have because we've created unique combos that can satisfy a once-in-a-lifetime type hunt. We also have a layaway program that you should consider. There's a lot of value in our membership. So go to visit rollingbones.com and check out our membership and let it help you get started for your next adventure. So could you just, Brian, real briefly go over the things that we're hearing from the outfitters in Canada about what's coming up here? So number one was getting staff. That's that's yep. kind of an issue. That's an issue. Number two right now is they're, they're on the phone with us a lot, the BC, particularly the BC outfitters, because of the fires. Um, they have not been able to fly for two days to look at territories, get gear into territories that they normally would do because the fires have a limitation. On, you can't, can't fly. Can't what a see, bitch. They got COVID, see. and now they got unprecedented forest fires yeah, up there. You can't you know, see. You well, can't fly. Not even yeah, like one of my One of my friends there, he lost all his camp. He was 60% of his area burning, torched all his buildings. Yeah. Oh, and, and so it's stuff like that, right? The second thing was, um, the, and, and what you got to understand is if they can't see to fly, you can't see on the mountain. Yeah. Um, even it's like fog. Even if you were it's in like honey and fog, but uh, that, that, that makes you cough. And so this, be ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> and this type this type of hunt is all about what you can see. Your optics do your walking for you, as, as Brian Martin would say, right? Yeah, um, and, and, and otherwise you're going to get – I mean, but it, it probably most you know, Americans can't hunt until the 10th. A lot of those northern areas are going to be probably – they usually get some rain by then. Yep. But I've seen it where you get fires from the south if you have a bad south wind that blow up to the north. And I've seen fires in the Yukon and Alaska blow over to BC. So it just depends. But usually you have enough wind up there that it'll change. If it's not good today, wait tomorrow. It might be okay. That, you just treat it like fog. Oh, I, I, I hunt. In, but now if there is a big fire, though, you got to be careful if you're in central BC or what, you know Alberta. You could have some issues if you had an earlier hunt. The other thing I'm, we're hearing is communication. Um, make sure that we have communication. Take an uh, inReach. Yep. Take a satellite phone. InReach. Don't satellite assume phone. the outfitter is going to have that all. And and get and get with us if you're booking with us. If you haven't booked with us, get with your outfitter. Okay. And you know what? If you're a member and didn't book with us, just get all of us. We can help you with this stuff because our outfitters. We have we. It's a policy of ours that they're not even in our adventure catalog unless we have an inReach and a sat phone for them, because we have to be able to get them going, especially now. So somebody gets into Canada and they say, okay, you're staying for two days in this hotel. They need to have some communication because they're worried about logistics too. They're worried about what's going to happen. Nobody, this is an unknown territory. You know, it's going to be some whiplashes. There's going to be some sna a snafus going on. And so they, they just are saying, let's have lots of communication, lots of communication, lots of communication. And the last thing is it, we'll have patience with them if they have patience with us. So I would say, you patience know, is good. And, and I have patience until I don't, and then I'm a hothead. So if you're like me sometimes. Like a pit bull. Yeah, kind of, um, you know, just sit back. I, do, I usually have tons of patience when I travel, though. <laughs> I've traveled enough to know that just getting Yeah, lo losing your shit is not That's not going to get you nowhere. Yeah. You, you were a little slightly less patient on Winter Storm Atlas, I remember. Yes, I well, it was never, it wasn't. <laughs> The, the gate agent was not communicating to me that, that just give me give me the mini. I was like, whoa, 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 brother, we we got a condo in Denver. <laughs> we should stay there. So how I long ago was this? That was a few years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, because I remember the name of that, but that's like, is that like Ann Rand's? Well, Atlas I had shirt? a 
I, we didn't know what was going yeah. on, and I had frostbite super bad, and so did my partners, and we had had a long trip. Well, this is when you're coming back from Alaska. Yeah, we were just ready to get home, and I yeah. just needed to get somehow where I could get somewhere where I could get home. And they weren't explaining to us until after we finally got into Denver, and then uh, um, and then uh, then you our, realized no, our wives called. Well, yeah, you want. We were in Alaska, and you wanted to get diverted to Minneapolis, didn't you? No, because you thought we could get home from Minneapolis. What happened was they said there was a storm (laughs) coming into Denver, and Denver notoriously is the shittiest airport. My experience after tens of a hundred, a million miles in an airport. Yeah, because you've flown literally through Denver. Well, I I have a, I have a million miles. But the city's so wonderful. (laughs) Um. Anyway, um. Did I say that out? Was that a? That was a. That was a. That was a frick. That was a. That was a frickin' frax. In front of it. That, that was, was an a, involuntary was exhalation. So anyway, what happened was, yes, have patience. So they got us to Denver. And, uh, and we spent three days there. Was it that bad of a storm? It was four days. Four was days. it that bad? So there were 300,000 beef that got killed. They drowned in South Dakota under 68 inches of snow that fell in 24 Well, I heard hours. that one. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. October 4th. That's an early storm because all those trees had leaves on them, you know. October 4th and the cows drowned. Yeah. That was what their diagnosis was. So I like, Brian, what you said earlier, Brian Martin, about bring extra optics was a good tip and just be flexible. Be flexible. Oh, yeah. Pretend you're a contortionist or a gymnast at least. And and the the only other tip I would have Without having a mental breakdown. The only other tip I would have for you is update your international plan. Because Cell phone. Yes. You got to, yeah, get your roaming plan and your international. Canada's worse than... Mexico. Everybody remember. They'll be like that. two, three dollars a minute. Can- yeah, Canada's worse than Mexico. Get your make sure you get it updated before you get in there and then and make sure it's set up and then shut it down and turn it on and make sure the roaming in your settings is on because they'll make you go through uh, uh, Telex will make you go through. Uh, um, I mean, it's amazing. The second you hit that dang border, it flips. And and your unlimited data plan is not unlimited in Canada. It, it Unless you sign up for it, then you can they, you can pay for a little bit depending on the plan. Well, AT&T you just got to whatever. Yeah. Well, you just got to know. I have you have Verizon, Verizon. And, and I have the international. Most people are going to have Verizon or AT and T. Yeah. And if you don't have a passport, you might as well give it up because they're like what ten months out on those now. I, I don't know honestly. I haven't. My passport's good for another seven or eight years. I well, don't know. and and yeah, they're ten months out, and then there's a stipulation on them too right now. There's all kinds of stipulations on them. There, there's. I mean, like, if you, if you haven't got your shot, you can't get a passport. I don't know. Mm-hmm. More Brad, than likely, you got your shot. Probably. You getting a shot? No. No, you're, you're getting can, a shot. Can you get into Canada being a citizen without a shot? Of course. <laughs> I got two citizenships. Oh. I'm citizen fluid. Ooh. Maybe I should get a citizenship. <laughs> I might have a hard time so doing a short I, r- I read that two guys brought fake vaccine passports, got fined twenty thousand bucks. I read that too. Bucks, saw that twenty thousand bucks a piece. Where, and, where is uh, their fake vac- vaccine passports oh, they from? Apparently, tried to make it's up a whole a, black market. People are doing it all over. Yeah. So they showed up, showed their What's fake the number vac- of that. <laughs> What's that? What's the number for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the dark web. Oh. Well, so where 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 they get caught? In Canada. Were the Canadians going back or Americans? No, they were Americans coming into Canada. Recently? Yeah. Well, here's what I know. I so. 
Having Canada open is a good thing for hunting. We're booking for 22 right now and 23. We have great value in hunts because these guys want to fill their camp ups. Outfitters are being super, super engaging right now. The good ones understand what happened. They understand now that there was a whiplash. They're not as, uh, as logged as they thought they were going to be, and there's value in it because they were giving them to local hunters last year, and they're passing that on right now. And I think it's a smart time to look at Canada from my perspective because as American, uh, the United States hunting market has went through the roof. Right. The Canadian market has softened. And if you're looking at it from a business fiscal perspective, you got to get a hold of us because if you ever wanted to put on a hunt on a layaway, now's the time. There are actually, if you can go last minute this year, there are a few hunts and, still. And great point. The great And let great it get hunts. sorted out in August and then go on a hunt in September once they got some stuff sorted. Yeah, and I'm telling you, even even we have some in early, uh, late September, early October. There'll be great moose hunts in BC and in the Yukon, and so you got to get a hold of us, man, if you're interested in that. Uh, Rollingbones.com or uh, 605-644-8000. So, did just ask you a quick question about the layaway plan too. So, yes. do you, could you give us kind of a ballpark idea? Let's say. Uh, so next year you want to put 25% down on a hunt. So it's if a $10,000 hunt, you put $2,500 down. Then we amortize that over until 60 days before the hunt, and you can have it come out of – you can send us a check. You can have it come out of your uh, off your credit card, your debit card, an ACH check draw, however you want to set our, it up. Our software set up, you can click a button, and it'll hit your credit and card that's for every 20, month. like for 24 months. Yep, and so if you – It's like a phone bill plan. Yep, and for 2023, it's 20% down. And because we got to have something to send the outfitter, okay? Right, correct. So, so 20% of a $10,000 hunt is 2000 And you can, and like Brad said, if you go in the software and go to make a payment and pick um, and pick uh, monthly. Automatically. Yeah. Then, I'll then automatically deduct my credit You card. can see <clears throat> if you want to add 2100 or 3200 or $3,141 you got saved and you want to send that in, it'll show you what your payment would be so you can almost pick a payment based on your down payment. So basically like a $10,000 hunt if you went over three years booked in 2023, it's a couple hundred bucks a month between Boom. now and then. And now you're on a $10,000 hunt for $200 a month and you're going to kill you don't even Moose miss it. you never thought. Just, just that's, get that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we Super it, nice. it, our membership, in my opinion, is worth it right there. So, well, hey, guys, thank you for listening. Here's a couple of reminders for you. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Hunt the World, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Also, share the podcast with a couple hunting buddies. We sure appreciate it, and so do we appreciate the people in Canterbury, New Zealand, uh, Pradesh province in India. What the heck? I love that one, <laughs> Pradesh. Um, Stockholm County in Sweden. We have 11 listeners there and growing every week. We appreciate you. Uh, Campbell River, British Columbia. It's funny because British Columbia is our uh, – I saw that on your thing a couple weeks ago. It's our highest um, – uh, listen to in Canada, yeah. and that there's a lot of sheep hunters in British Columbia. And Campbell um, River's on Campbell River is on the uh, northeast side of Vancouver Island. Oh, is it really? Yep. So, well, we wow. appreciate you listening. Pioneer, Campbell California. River. Don't know where that's at. Newark, New Jersey. You know where that's at. Oh yeah. Waverly, Iowa. You know where that's at. <laughs> uh, you always talk about it. That's where. <laughs> it's close to where Dennis lives. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> See, Cedar, I know City, Cedar City, Utah. Yeah. That's big. So anyway, we appreciate every one of you listening. Sova on the island of Fiji in the South Pacific. Walu Walungaba. What do you think of that one? 
That's Wooloon Gaba. Wooloon Gaba. Yeah, just think of like Wooloon Gaba. New Zealand, Canada, Wooloon Gaba. And Gaba. Does it is it Wooloon Gaba? Wooloon Gaba. Could you say it Wooloon Gaba? Wooloon Gaba. There you go, yeah. Wooloon Gaba. And then you got you got up four more listeners from there. And then you got Pradesh, which is just Prudish. Just think of Pradesh. Said it. Just think of no, Pradesh. No, it's pronounced Pradesh. I know. It's like bagel. Bagel. Pradesh. Pradesh. Pr- oh, is it Pradesh? Is it pronounced Pradesh? I wonder if so. The, I said Pradesh. I wonder if the pre- people in Pradesh are Prudish. North Richland Hills, Texas. I got that one. North Richland Hills, Texas. Damn it. That's all on me. Hey, That sounds tw- like a golf club. 12 countries, over 40 states. We're ready to uh, um, to keep bringing it to you. Thank you guys for uh, uh, contributing today. This was uh, an amazing podcast. Thank you, Canada. Salute to you. We love our brothers and sisters in Canada, and uh, we appreciate you. We're ready to come support your business. So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. No.